0: From a network of highly secure, top-secret locations across South Texas, this is the Spurs Insider Podcast. I am your host, as always, Mike Finger, joined by Express News Sports Editor Nick Talbot and beat writers Jeff McDonald and Tom Orsborn. And to start out right from the top, we are going to concede this might not be the best podcast we've ever done. This might not be the best podcast you've ever heard. but. If it stinks, there's an upside because that means our position in next year's uh, podcast lottery just gets all the better, and you might end up with a better host. So there's always a bright. We'll start with the bright side this week. How about that?
1: We could get a better host. I didn't know that was an option
0: in the lottery. I believe so. No, anything's an possible in the lottery.
1: Well, I'd have been looking to trade you for like the last year and a half. If I knew that was
0: an option, I've been on the block. I've definitely it's the GMs around the league are fully aware that I am available. It's just We've no. One has to even tra- offered- We've been
1: trying to trade you <laughs> for Mark
0: Marin. <laughs> no one has offered anything. But the point is that on a podcast like this, covering a franchise like the franchise that this podcast purportedly covers, bad news could be good news. And the night before this podcast is being recorded there was uh, some pretty bad news if you care about like uh, watching the team that you watch win because the team that viewers slash listeners of this podcast watch, I guess, are is the San Antonio Spurs. And they had a golden opportunity to beat uh, the remnants of the, 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 the cube stakes. Of the Golden State Warriors, who were without uh, five of their top six scores, eight players, the local Cagers had a, what was the 17, you can double check my facts here, uh, but they had a 17 point lead against the team without five of the top six scores, and your local Cagers, um, on the bright side, got one step closer to a higher uh, draft pick next year.
1: It was a crazy game. It was a crazy yeah. game, like it it was so crazy at one point in the third quarter I looked up and I realized I was playing for the warriors and and I had yeah. twelve and eight, yeah so, I mean
0: they you basically did the warriors uh were were shells of themselves, but they came back and won that game, and just in a purely basketball uh uh herman Edwards, you play to win the game type perspective uh how did that uh how did that fall apart, and how bad of a loss was that?
1: Yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, you're, you're up 17 against a team that doesn't have, uh, Steph Curry, clay Thompson, uh, all-star, uh, Andrew Wiggins, all-star Dr- Draymond green, former finals, MVP, Andre Iguodala, like all sorts of dudes, uh, Otto wow. Porter junior, all these guys were not playing. You're up 17 on that team. I, I mean, I guess in a pure basketball sense, you have to win the game. Uh, I, but uh, you know, give the Warriors credit too. Like, um, a big narrative in Warriorsville this year has been like those two years of just lotterydom for those for those guys, where they haven't had their stars. Their stars have been out as they were last night. Has allowed those kind of role players and secondary guys and bench players to gain confidence and gel. And I think you saw a lot of that from the Warriors last night. I think from the Spurs side of things. Um, It's kind of what we always known. They're they're a pretty decent team when they have every single important player at their disposal. But you take one of those cogs out and it's like they all of a sudden don't know what to do or how to function. They don't overcome that sort of stuff very well, um, you know, against teams that are just going to out execute you. So I think you saw both those things in action. Uh, down the stretch in the second half, I mean the the, the Warriors aren't going to feel sorry for the Spurs losing Jakob Purtle to a, a an apparent concussion in the um oh. quarter, but the Spurs don't operate very well when that guy's not on on the floor. He wasn't there to help them rebound, and they got some uh, they got killed on the on the offensive glass on second chance points. And when the Spurs had their little scoring drought in the fourth quarter, that really doomed them. One way out of that usually when it happens for the Spurs is run a bunch of pick-and-rolls with Jakob Terrell. He's their best screen setter. You can maybe bring him for some easy baskets or else he's getting a lot easier to look for the likes of Derek White and and DeJounte Murray. They just kind of went, and with Landell out too, they just went super small, like ABDs at center at some of that. Uh, At one point, I think Devin Vassell was the five, and it's just not the kind of offense that they're used to running, and so they didn't really have that bailout option um, to kind of stop You know, obviously Jakob Pertl isn't as important as, let's say, a Steph Curry or a Clay Thompson or a Draymond Green or an Andrew Wiggins or a collection of those guys. But he was important what the Spurs wanted to do. And when he couldn't play in the second half, just things just came unraveled. Yeah, they should have been able to figure that out anyway, but they're just not at the point where they're going to be able to uh, execute plan B very well, I don't think.
2: Yeah, just It just had a, r- a ripple effect also, I think. You know, with the six turnovers in the fourth quarter, you could probably chalk some of them up to them trying to create create out on the perimeter and do some things, you know, where normally, as you said, Jakob would provide that security blanket with a safe pick and roll. So at that it all just kind of unraveled with him going out in terms of the offense, just not executing uh, like it should. This is what... Uh, people wanted
0: um, the last couple of years though. And you're, you're, you're getting sort of what a, a, a segment of people who, who certainly um, had a good point that this is what the Spurs should have been doing for a while is um, playing with their young guys. You know, there's no more Demar, There's no more LaMarcus anymore. Uh, letting them win or lose and uh, sort of, enjoying the descent towards the lottery and it's often not fun um <laughs> as last night proved like it's one thing in theory to say hey uh rebuild start over all that type of stuff this is what happens and uh you know i i was joking to start the the podcast with saying that there is a bright side to when you lose that is the bright side um and uh, I don't think this team, this, in fact, I know this team is not intentionally tanking, but I mean, if, for those who wanted the rebuild and, for one, and who wanted to just uh, go ahead and, uh, and completely start over, you're sort of seeing it and, uh, in all its glory. And nights like that, I think, are just kind of an example of, uh, of what it can be like.
1: I mean, maybe, maybe I'm just totally naive, but I don't think they've been terrible. Like they've lost no. games, but they've they've you like they've been pretty good on a lot of nights, even when they're losing. So I, I don't think it's a terrible uh, kind of season, a terrible kind of rebuild. I mean, this is it would be worse if they had this record and we're just getting the doors blown off them every night. But they're not for the most part. They're in a lot of these games. You can see some positive signs from certain players. You can see also see some guys that maybe aren't making the strides you might want them to make, but that's good information too to have when you're going forward. So I don't, like, I don't, I I, I think they're, I think it's fine. Like, I think the whole season is fine. The way it is. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. Everything's, everything's fine. Everything's fine.
0: To your point in terms of point differential for the season, your, uh, your Spurs have a better total point differential this year than the Los Angeles Clippers, the Los Angeles Lakers the Portland Trailblazers, and all the other teams that are out of the playoffs. Like, they've, they've been in games more than those teams. So, yes, they've stayed competitive. And after, I, I after guess this is after part of the point. Is the Bulls,
1: after that went over the Bulls, which was two games ago at the time of recording this, their point differential was zero. They uh-huh. were right at zero. They, weren't, they had a terrible record, but they weren't in the negative. So, to your point, um, you know, they're doing some positive things.
0: And that's probably um, best of both worlds in that you're playing a lot of competitive games with a young group. You're not getting blown out. Um, you're not getting blown out a lot. You get blown out every now and then, but you're not getting blown out a lot. You're in, you're in most games. And if you lose those close games, it's sort of okay um, because you're not really, this season was not about uh, competing for a title and, and maybe not even about making a playoffs. Um, even though that that probably in the locker room uh, remains a uh, a goal for this team it's It's sort of slipping um, as of the recording of this podcast, two and a half out of that tenth spot, um, almost seven games out of that eighth spot, uh, which is significant if you want to uh, if you want to win the playing yeah. tournament.
1: the thing about so, the, the, uh, thing, the thing about the play is you're almost never out of it. Like tenth place yeah. is never that far away. right. You know? I don't. I don't think Portland's going to go on some magical run that's going to just distance them from the rest of the field or whatnot. So you know they're always in that if you're really interested in it.
3: You look at uh, where they are in terms of their rebuild, and Jeff. This goes to point Jeff's point that everything is fine. It's just fine. Uh, you look at the teams that are also rebuilding. I'll put that in quotation marks because one of these teams is the Detroit Pistons, and I don't know if they I will be rebuilt, but. Pistons, Magic, Pacers, Thunder, Rockets. And I'll even go and say the Kings or the Trailblazers, but but what roster would you rather have right now in their process of of their rebuilding? I kind of would, I would almost choose the Spurs almost over all those, even though the Trailblazers have lived there. So they're, you know, Dame. So they're for now. Yeah, for now. Exactly. My point for now out of all those teams, I'd rather almost be starting with the Spurs roster and where they've developed these guys and spent the last couple of years developing them and having them with, you know, having them play with tomorrow so they can learn with someone and help to those points. I just think they're in a better place than a lot of teams that are approaching the lottery. Um, that said, the Spurs are probably going to end up with a high lottery pick, what, six, seven right now? And that you know, bodes well, you add in a top six or seven pick and you're, you're further along than maybe a lot of people are. think you are at night, whether 19 and 33, as of recording this podcast, that's that's the bright side of everything. Here's
1: an unfair question I'll throw out there. If you've had two straight lottery picks, so you've got a rookie lottery pick and a sophomore lottery pick. Shouldn't one of those guys be in the rising stars game
3: at least? Yes. Oh, I I was surprised that Devin wasn't in the Rising Stars game. That was that was my
1: ham-fisted. Since our host has left the building, I think. (laughs) uh, That was my ham-fisted attempt at a segue.
3: It's it's very very your host.
0: Your host is not outraged by those omissions in the least.
3: Oh no, I'm not (laughs) either. I mean, Josh Brimo wasn't going to make
1: it at all. I was kind of joking. Right. Uh, He wasn't going to make uh, it at all. He hasn't played enough in the NBA. Um and Bissell's, Bissell's, I, I can't get outraged over a rising stars thing anyway
0: but the cells yeah. had a nice uh little He should have been I mean, on like, there like like I I liked Devin the cells a player I think he was a, a solid pick and has potential but it's like if if you're just looking stats wise he doesn't jump off the page as a as a huge snub like all those well, guys are kind sure. of in the same mix Sure yeah. but
1: but I mean they're yeah whatever
0: and it's voted on by by assistant coaches across the league, so it's sure. like uh, I'm, I'm not going to stand up here on the soapbox and say these guys don't know basketball. Um,
3: <laughs> anyway,
2: I think yeah, I think but, what was interesting about it was the you know a rare instance uh, you know where a player he admitted uh, at shootaround yesterday that he you know it was a goal for him to be on that team, and then Dejounte made it clear after the game, you know, that it, it was a blow to him. He, he said he took it, DeJounte said that Devin took it kind of hard and you could tell by his body language, and facial expression, that he was disappointed. So that, that was kind of a rare glimpse uh, in Spurdom, you know, to, to see that. Yeah, I, I,
1: I can't get worked up about the Rising Stars roster, but, like, do we really need three Pistons in this game? you know, like it's a the guy that
3: surprised me the most over Devin. If we're, we're just picking and choosing players here. You can also, you know, Jaden McDaniels. I mean, a couple of those pistons probably belong, but it's, it it is what it is. It's a rising stars game. It's hard to get, it's hard to get mad at it. Right.
2: I guess on the positive side, it puts the proverbial chip on his shoulder. You know, that, that, could draw a little sh- bit more. He's
1: going to show those assistant coaches <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> I, I didn't weigh in on Nick's question earlier, but I did think about it uh, while y'all were talking about the Rising Star game. Um, one thing I will say, and and this goes back to the bigger picture of of the of the rebuild, are there are there complete rosters that you'd rather have than the Spurs? Like the Spurs have the best, the the most complete roster of. Hey, this could be a guy, guys of all those teams that Nick mentioned, but like, this is the essential question of rebuilding. Do they have that? You, you need more than a bunch of, Hey, they could be a guy, guys, like you'd need the star and like the Houston Rockets have picked in the top three, you know, the Detroit Pistons have Cade Cunningham who was a top pick and maybe he doesn't become a star, but those are the type of guys who do become stars and the danger that your local cagers are facing is hey Lonnie Walker's coming along okay like he's he's showing some signs like this has been a pretty decent year for Lonnie Walker Kelvin Johnson hey he's better than he was last year um Devin Vassell he got snubbed he's outraged the world is out the the whole city of San Antonio is outraged Devin Vassell isn't in the all-star game or the rising star game and Wait, rightfully is, so it's is a, that why it's, everybody was
1: eight was at heb today like buying out everything yes. there because of the sell yes. riots that are coming
0: they thought that the the Devin vassell omission was going to lead to just uh panic in the streets. so that's why people went to heb um anyway like all these guys yeah they're they've they've been good picks but like is that would you rather have that roster of hey these are all successful these could be a guy guys or would you rather have the roster with a bunch of crap and Cade Cunningham on it? Or a bunch of crap and, like, uh, uh, Jalen Green and uh, uh, who else does Houston have? Your Christian Wood and your uh, name, Sean your guy. Tate. Right. So, like, I, I, I get that is still the question that this Spurs team will face moving forward is, okay, they're better off. They have more depth. Than most other lottery teams, but does that mean you ever get beyond sixth or seventh or eighth in the conference? Yeah, like, I, like probably not. I can't. <laughs> like DeJounte's, yeah. Dejounte's had a huge year, and we can talk more about him on this podcast. Like an unqualified success for Dejounte Murray. He's breaking through like they wanted him to break through. Like he's still not the best player on a top four seeded team um, probably anytime soon. Uh, He he needs, he needs significant help. And um, again, this is a a recurring eternal theme on this podcast, but the Spurs are just kind of waiting to figure out how that help is going to arrive eventually.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I can't access every rebuilding team's roster in my brain right now, so I can't really compare them, but just looking at the Spurs, you've got DeJounte Murray, who is an all-star borderline, all-star, um, people don't want to, maybe don't want to hear it, but it'd be nice in two or three years to see what they have in Josh Primo. That was kind of the point of that, mm-hmm. that swing for the fences is, yeah, we're taking him at 12, but we think he could be a top five top type guy. Um, and then I think, you know, you might get your wish this, this off because right now, as we stand, the Spurs are, you know, they have these six best lottery odds right now, um, mm-hmm. where they stand in the standings and I don't know that that's good. That's going to necessarily go up as the season goes on. There aren't a lot of just, you know, there aren't a lot of just give on the schedule. And even if you could eyeball them and say they're gimmies, I mean, they just lost to, you know, uh, Golden State's dregs last night and they've lost to Houston this year. There's no really slam dunks on the, on the schedule. So I think, I think you, you're going to, I think you're in a pretty good spot to get a top 10 pick, maybe even a top five pick. So that maybe that's where that comes from is this, is this off season.
3: Yeah, I think that's yeah. what you have to weigh when you're going on all these lottery teams, because they're all going to be in this top five, top 10 picks thing. So I just pulled it up from last year. If there's pick six, if they finish sixth, they have a 37.2% chance of landing a top four pick based off the, the probability. And there's, you know, three top guys this year in the NBA draft. If you happen to get them in one of those top threes and put them on this team this year for next year, you're... You know, you're in a good place. If you get the sixth pick, you still might hit on it. Seventh, you know, the the more they lose, the more they're going to have a chance of getting a really good player to go along with this roster that's already, you know, a lot of good role players and DeJounte Murray, who's almost an all-star.
0: This is why I am tanking this week's performance as host, because I want you all to have a better pick next year when you eventually move on from me. Like, I, 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 I believe in the system. I, well, and I understand you're, it. You're doing it right. I, I understand it if y'all have to move on.
1: Like the way, the way, the way to do it is to, is to, um, uh, just pretend you're naturally this bad, you know, don't be obvious <laughs> yes. that you're taking, but just yeah. be naturally horrible. And you're, you're doing a good job of it. I've
3: been
0: doing that for weeks. For,
3: for, I know, for years I noticed, actually. Is yes. someone paying you under the table to lose games? That's the big question this week.
0: That's the owner of the Miami Dolphins. It's been doing that for me for a while. Wait. Uh, yes, 100000 for loss. Just the same deal he gave Brian Flores.
1: You're not getting paid um, over the table, are you?
0: Oh, I've never been paid over the table in my life. Um, th- if we had done this podcast on a different day, we would have been talking about uh, not the letdown against the Warriors, but... Maybe the uh, surprisingly uh, 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 hopeful, optimistic, uh, successful performance against Demar Derozan's Chicago Bulls, or Boy. the the or the Spurs' own group of uh, cube steaks going to Phoenix and giving the Suns a run for their money. Uh, I will again, I'm tanking in my job, but I will leave it open to you guys if you want to prove yourselves and talk about either of those two uh, I think nights this- and what you might have noticed.
1: The Spurs must have made Damara just completely regret his decision. Uh-huh. Like, they showed him who's boss. Mm-hmm. Go on. I don't know. He left uh, in the off season, and then they beat him in a basketball game.
0: Are you tanking, too? No, I'm just oh. naturally terrible. <laughs> okay. Is there – Tom Orsborn, any insights from either Tom's Chicago
1: here. or
2: Phoenix? Yeah, or Phoenix. That, Tom's here. Tom never tanks. Landau got his concussion. Uh, if anyone can help me with that, trying to look at the uh, highlights, see where he got hit. Um, oh, yeah, I never that saw, against I didn't the Warriors. see that game. They just
0: reported
2: yeah. that later. Yeah. Well, so. <laughs> okay, so
0: I had a question about that. And, and again, part of my tanking thing, I was not watching the part, the portion of the game in which. Uh, the Spurs lost Landale and Pirtle. They didn't hit each other, did they?
1: No, Jonathan Kaminga yeah. did both. Uh, He's like a wrestling heel now, I
2: think. Okay, yeah, he got uh, Jakob with a drive to the basket. It was it was a hard blow. I mean it it really uh really shook him up, and uh, he goes to the court, checks for blood, and the blood coming from the nose. Checks to make sure his... Uh, Chicklets are all there, and uh, so yeah, it was it shook him up pretty good, and not to make light of it, Pop said afterward that his vision was affected, so yeah, it's um, it enough. was it, but how how Landau got hit? I don't know. I'm trying to find out.
0: Uh, as of this recording, um, uh, the Spurs are anticipating that neither of those two foreign centers will be available for the Spurs makeup game. Against the heat of Miami on Thursday night at the at and Center, the heat, the heat—that might be the only heat in the whole city. That might be the only heat in the whole state on Thursday night. If the uh, if the power doesn't stay on, we're we're keeping our fingers crossed there. That the isn't that guaranteed? Every, everything will be fine. Will yeah, uh, there have been some guarantees offered and then uh, kind of pulled back, Re- or tempered. Yeah. yes. Yes. Yeah. So we will see how that goes. Um, upcoming. Joe, Joe Namath the, didn't do that. No. No, Joe Namath, <laughs> one, once he made a guarantee, he stuck with it. He, he did stuck not with walk it. at that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah
1: he, did he guarantee to grow up to be a creepy old man? Because he.
0: <laughs> that's now, outrageous.
1: Now. He,
2: now, that's now. How,
1: he lived up to that one, too. That <laughs> is outrageous. I do not
2: <laughs> endorse that at all. Um, Joe Namath uh, Hills from the the same town where my uh, Italian grandparents settled Beaver Falls Pennsylvania. That's uh-huh. where my mom grew up. So I, I have a I've always had a soft spot for Joe Willie. Yeah, yeah. Joe well, that's good.
0: He he did stick with the guarantee, which is nice. Uh, coming up after that makeup game with the Miami Heat on Thursday, the aforementioned Houston Rockets visit. And then it's a, uh, and then it's the it's the rodeo, um, and I guess if we're if we're winding this week down, um, we probably can look forward to what coincides with the rodeo trip, which is the trade deadline, um, and uh, I mean that's probably a whole new can of worms. But how much? I'll just keep it simple. How much action do you expect for the local cagers? At the trade deadline, at the beginning of the rodeo road trip, Jeff McDonald.
1: Uh, uh it's an interesting question because you—they can have a lot of—they a lot of action and nothing come of it. I w- so I uh-huh. would say there there would be a lot more interest than normal for these guys who normally don't ever do anything at the trade deadline ever. Um, uh-huh. I think there's a lot. There'll be a lot, lot of interest and phone calls and explorations more so than we normally would have, but just because that happens doesn't mean a deal will actually be consummated. I mean, we have all we've talked about Thad Young ad nauseum since he got here as a trade piece. They haven't been able to deal him yet. Um I thought it's pretty interesting. Like every center Pop had the other night was dropping like flies and they're still not gonna play Thad Young. Like right. we'll play we'll play Kata Bates Diop, we'll let Bevan Vassell figure it out. We can go super small, not playing Thad Young. So um like that's a that's a guy that that might be out there. Um,
0: a couple you know things. I don't. I don't think there's
1: anybody on the roster that's like untouchable.
0: Well, I want That's what I want to throw out. Uh, I when, mean, except maybe Dejounte. Before we wind before we wind down, um, a couple of th- things. You mentioned centers dropping like flies. Um, I know you were talking about the Spurs own guys, but one thing to watch in this last week is just injuries elsewhere and who might be suddenly motivated to pieces of which the Spurs might be able to help them out. Like Joe, Joe Ingalls just went down for the year and I'm not sure there's a match there, but just stuff like that. When a contender loses a guy uh, and might need to, to find a replacement somewhere, like maybe the Spurs could fit into that, but also just out there in the, 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 the world of rumors and they're everywhere. Like everybody has, um, Sources around the league uh, that can report, for instance, and I'm not picking on any of these stories, but like the Toronto Raptors are interested, reported to be interested in Jakob Pertle and teams are reported to be uh, calling the Spurs about Dejounte Murray and Derek White. Well, I have no doubt that that all that stuff is true, <laughs> but the the it comes down to are the Spurs. Willing to reciprocate, or are they also interested in in players for those for those guys? And I'm just not sure that's true. But to what Jeff said earlier about how there will be action, maybe not any deals. I am sure that teams that are in in contention for the playoffs are like, hey, we like Jakob Purtle, we like Dejounte Murray, we like Derek White, um, and it's just a matter of of whether the Spurs see fits there and i sort of will believe that when i see it but i do think going back to the idea of a team that's rebuilding and trying to figure out a way to become a contender again um i'm not sure they're just ruling anything out um you know out of hand like i don't think they're saying no we absolutely will not trade yakup hurdle or Derek white uh for anything like you gotta you have to listen um, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure there will be listening over the next week.
1: Like I would want, I would want a star caliber player if I'm dealing Jante. but other than that, I don't think anybody's untouchable in the right deal. I would concur. I would concur. And you can also, you can also see the Spurs get into one. I mean, it'll be so boring and people will just not even care, but they could get in one of these situations where they have cap space. You've got a team like, let's say the Celtics that are over the luxury tax, want to get under it, want to mm-hmm. dump a guy. Spurs can just absorb that and take a pick back from Boston and just stash a pick that way. Like you can, I can see the Spurs get involved in those kind of deals if nothing else comes to fruition and just grab a, grab a spare second round pick here and there that people aren't really in love with, but you know, picks are picks. I mean, they, and I would, wouldn't be surprised if they keep doing
0: that. Like, well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like nothing against Wancho Hernan Gomez, um, but Chandler like, he Hutchison
1: in the off season, you know,
0: Ernan Gomez wasn't the the uh, the prize in that deal. It yeah. was a, that was a way that was a, you you took that contract to get a pick. Yeah, and uh, like
1: what was it, your what was your favorite memory from the Chandler Hutchinson era? Remember that guy? He yeah. was on the roster for about four and a half days, but they got a pick for him. I mean, yeah, along with him,
0: that got, got got a pick for accepting him. And right, and that, exactly that 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 could be like that. That was the. I mean, Marquise Chris last year was just basically to free up money. Um, so I, I I would bet there'll be something and it might be boring like that, but I would bet that the Spurs will do something uh, before the deadline, which is February 10th, next Thursday. That's something to look forward to. And now that we're winding down, would you say that this is, how, how would you say that this podcast for you guys are ranked in terms of podcasts that you've done in your life?
2: Like is life? it
0: top half? Yeah. Yeah. Top uh, half. Seventy-five yeah. percentile. Uh,
2: out, of the, so, out of the many, out of the many podcasts I've been on, this uh you know, in a variety of ways, this this has to be the best. I think one of the best.
0: Oh, I don't think it was the best. Let's not fool our like you just. We just lose credibility if we, if we go that over the top.
1: Come on, now. you're right. I don't know. You're right. I've been on a lot of podcasts, but I've never been on a podcast like this one.
0: That's probably true. oh yes. really I've also never been on a
1: lot of podcasts, so that part's a lie. <clears throat>
0: Yeah, I don't think you get invited anywhere, um, oh. but I'm glad that, Do you that blame you them? keep getting invited here. Tom keeps getting invited here. Nick keeps getting invited here. Luis keeps bearing with us and recording us and putting us out there on the airwaves. I don't know how he does it. gets the podcast from right. here to the airwaves, um, but he does. And I hear I mean, that just, Puro,
2: Puro pod, podcast is pretty good. That's, that's also good, on the airwaves. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah.
0: Express Pro- News Pro- Pluto politics. Um, anyway, you know, I, 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 I don't know what where this ranks. If you liked it, we appreciate it. If you didn't like it, that's just better, better, better lottery odds next year. And you know, if that's the way you want to look at it, that's great. Uh, if you liked it, we appreciate it. Go to expressnews.com, subscribe to the Spurs Nation newsletter. Uh, rate us on your podcast app of choice and until we see you the next time keep it real and take care of each other